Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, people of all ages. Hello again, you witches and werewolves. Hello, all you honey badgers. Welcome to episode six of The Modern Recordist and another powerful edition of the 15-minute mixdown. These are the alternate episodes to our longer format shows where I, your host, John Stinson, take a few minutes to explore an idea relevant to the journey of living your life as a creative visionary. Life is all about the journey, folks, and we are excited to get to walk this journey with you and create art that is impactful in the world. As I mentioned, I'm John Stinson. I'm a producer, recording engineer, mixing engineer working out of Nashville, Tennessee. I've always got some irons in the fire outside of that, including this podcast. I blog on my website and I've put together a resource of simple tips for recording drums. All that's on my website. Uh, Check that out at johnstinson.com. J-O-N-S-T-I-N-S-O-N.com. There's no H in John. JohnStinson.com. Yeah, hit me up. If you want to know more about me, you can check my website for that. You can uh, check out my album credits. Hit me up if you're interested in working with me. JohnStinson.com. Next, I want to do a shout out to my co-host, J.D. Tyner. J.D. Tyner is the main man behind Glass Onion Recording, uh, uh, the studio that I do most of my work out of. And the studio that we record this podcast out of, uh, it's a great, vibey, creative spot here in Nashville. Uh, JD and I have put our gear together to equip the place. So there is a really cool selection of vintage analog gear, modern analog gear, digital gear. It's all an extension of the philosophy that makes up my and JD's philosophy on recording. So check out Glass Onion Recording on Facebook. Uh, You can go there and search Glass Onion Recording. That should get you to the page. Also, facebook.com slash glassonionrec will get you to the page. Um, And also check out jdtiner.com. And finally, last but not least, is Parrish, as you and I and all his closest friends get to call him. Parrish is the dude that handles all the engineering stuff for this podcast so that JD and I can not have to worry about that and just be present with our guests and our ideas and that kind of stuff. Parrish also plays bass in the band Ave, which I had the pleasure of working with earlier in the year mixing their album that will be coming out this summer. You will hear more about that, I promise. Check out Parrish at jonathanpaulparrish.com. Also, he is involved in a production company, record label, recording studio. It's called Villain Place. Him and some other dudes are involved in that. So check that out at villainplace.com. All right, thanks for joining me today. Let's get into today's idea. Let's talk about the idea that what your work truly is, is your relationships with people. My first job in the business of making records was at a recording studio in Nashville called Quad Recording Studios. I started there as an intern working in the front desk 
answering the phone, cleaning the bathrooms, stocking the soda machine, going on food runs, and even crawling underneath the building looking for a dead animal that had been rotting and festering the stink of death throughout the building for a few days. But that's a different story. Perhaps one I'll include in my memoir that I may or may not be planning on writing in my retirement years. When I wasn't busy with the aforementioned intern chores, I spent time hanging out on sessions with some of the studio's clients. I made friends with some of the assistant engineers that were a part of the studio staff, and um, I would ask them if I could sit in on sessions, and they would get that approved by the clients, and so I'd go hang out on sessions and see how all the action went down. Most of the time, I would just keep my mouth shut and stay out of the way and more or less be invisible. And so this is how things went for a while, showing up, doing the work that was asked of me, sometimes doing the work that was not asked of me, spending time in the, uh, with the studio manager, spending time with the assistant engineers, sticking around after my shift to learn how all the equipment worked, and sometimes going out for a drink or hanging out with some of the studio staff. When an assistant engineer position suddenly opened up one day, yes, I had put in the time to learn how all the studio worked and how all the gear worked, but more importantly, I'd put in the time to make friends. While the other assistants on staff did recognize that I knew what I was doing and felt like I was the man for the job, what really made them believe in me is the fact that they had come to like me. We were friends. They went to bat for me and helped urge the studio manager to give me the position. So I got the job and became the newest assistant. But then I got put on my first session and found out that co-piloting a recording session that the client is paying hundreds of dollars per day for is no cakewalk. To say I was nervous would be an understatement, and I found out not quite so gently that technically knowing how all the equipment worked was a very different thing than practically applying that knowledge in the creative moment. Pretty much everything that I could get wrong, I did get wrong. The client had every right to go to the studio manager and tell him, get this kid out of here and give me somebody else because he's got no clue what he's doing. But he never did that. A big reason that he never did that is because that's just the nature of his character. He's a patient and understanding person. But another big reason he never kicked me off the session is because he liked me. I earned his trust and befriended him by showing that I cared and wanted to be there for him, that I was dedicated to the project and willing to do the work of supporting him to make it the best it could be. I heard a story about a lawyer who did hardly any actual legal work, yet he still managed to be the top performing partner at his firm. He brought more money into the firm than anybody else, but he was hardly ever in the office. While all the other partners and lawyers at the firm were putting in 60, 80, 90 hour weeks doing deal structures and writing contracts, this guy was just hanging out with people nonstop. He never seemed to be in the office doing the actual work. His colleagues began to resent him a little bit and finally somebody asked him how he manages to bring in all this money if he's just going and hanging out with people all the time. His response was that it's all about building and maintaining relationships. There's a farmer near Nashville that I buy food from every week. 
He's got an amazing vision for bringing nutrient-dense food to people and teaching them about how to thrive and how to educate themselves in regards to their nutritional choices. Twice a week, he drives two hours up to Nashville with his large family to bring food to people. At the drop, he spends time talking with each of his customers and truly getting to know them. He works really hard to understand each person and their specific health needs and goals and what their nutritional concerns or problems are. And he really does get to know each one of his customers closely. And what's really interesting to acknowledge is that while my farmer friend is selling produce and goods to people, what he's actually in the business of doing is building connection with people. He's built a community and brought together a group of like-minded people around a common passion. The backdrop is nutrient-dense produce and radically healthy nutritional choices, but the reality is much, much bigger. Steering our thoughts back to my days at Quad, when I was first starting out there, there was a particular assistant who was an extremely knowledgeable engineer. He knew more than pretty much anyone about how the gear worked and how to get the best use out of it during a recording session. He could even perform tech work on the gear, but he didn't have good people skills. He showed up in a way that made him look like a jerk. People didn't get a good feeling around him, and clients thought he didn't give a crap about them or their project. So they would ask for someone else to be assigned to their projects instead. Typically, these other assistant engineers wouldn't be as technically skilled, but they showed up in a way that was caring, helpful, productive, positive, and grateful. Clients liked them, and clients felt not only appreciated and cared for, but respected and enjoyed. When I graduated from intern to assistant engineer, I fell into this category. While I was very knowledgeable and technically skilled, I wasn't the quintessential audio engineering guru or the be-all, end-all of audio knowledge. But I got requested by more than half the clients that walked in the door. And when a new client showed up, the studio manager knew to assign me to the session because he came to trust that I would take care of people. This came to be not because I was unbelievably technically skilled, but because I built genuine and authentic relationships with people. I was recently interviewed by a student who was near graduation from a local art school and who was planning to begin a career in audio engineering. The last question he asked me was, what advice would you give to someone who is just starting out? My answer was that it's all about people and relationships. When people are looking for someone to hire and work with to make their record, they hire someone that they like and trust. They hire someone who they feel they could become great friends with or that maybe they already are great friends with. You do have to exhibit competency and provide tech professional guidance but if a potential client does not like you, they are not going to hire you, period, the end. Conversely, if a potential client does really like you, feels understood by you and valued by you, they're willing to see past the occasional blind spot you might have in technical aptitude here or there. When a client trusts his or her producer or engineer, they have a resolute confidence that they are going to make an incredible record alongside them. And it goes without saying that this applies to anything and everything you're doing. Whether you're a songwriter looking to get a publishing deal and ultimately get cuts with famous performers, or you're an artist with the goal of selling lots of records and touring around playing to sold-out crowds, you need people. You need quality relationships. 
You need to show up in a way that people want to enlist your in your mission. You need to show up in a way that causes people to become a fan of you. As the late George Tutko once told me, you got to have people rooting for you, meaning people need to like you. Make people so motivated to see you succeed that they will put in their own effort on your behalf. This is some of the best advice that I ever received. So far this year, I've been making some key tweaks in my work and focusing on some new places I want to go in my career. And throughout this pursuit, it's become abundantly clear how important relationships are and how easy it is for me to let my relationships with people erode. A mantra that I've been letting float around in my mind lately is, focus on relationships and the rest will take care of itself. Our work really is our relationships. Tweaking knobs on a mixing console or putting a combination of words down on a piece of paper and calling it art is just something we do within the sphere of these relationships. Yeah, you get to do some housekeeping of setting and achieving goals, designing a marketing plan, touring and playing shows, and taking meetings with clients along the way, but none of that even gets to happen if you don't first pursue people and put effort towards building a strong relationship with them. And when you, when you build these real authentic relationships with people, they're going to help you achieve your goals. In the real world, the key to your success has much more to do with quality, genuine, and honest relationships than it does technical proficiency. And that was the point I was making when I shared the stories about the lawyer and the farmer. So go pursue people, build quality relationships with them, and bring gratitude and value to their lives because you've got to have people rooting for you. So focus on building quality relationships and let the rest take care of itself. Friends, thanks for listening to this edition of the 15-Minute Mixdown. I hope this motivated you as you take the next step in your daily journey. We're having a blast working on this new podcast, and it's extremely inspiring and motivating to get to share weekly thoughts with you throughout every month. It means a lot that you have jumped on board and showed your support this early in our podcasting adventure. This has been episode six of The Modern Recordist. We are in the launch phase of this podcast, and we need your continued support to get this thing cooking. So make sure you get yourself subscribed in iTunes and take 60 seconds to leave us a rating and review on iTunes as well. Good ratings and reviews are what helps spread the word. And speaking of spreading the word, if you're getting something out of these episodes, make sure you share this podcast with a friend. That's it for this week. There's more for you next week. And in the meantime, go live your extraordinary life of an artistic visionary and create something impactful in the world.